Hello guys, it's Amber Davis here on your 5 Minute Call podcast. Now, as you guys know, I'm back on tour playing Vivian Ward in Pretty Woman the Musical. It's very, very difficult for me to eat healthy on the job and that's why I have collaborated with Factor. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every single week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. All you have to do is head to factormeals.com slash your 5 minute 50 and use code your 5 minute 50 to get 50% off. That's code your 5 minute 50 at factormeals.com slash your 5 minute 50 to get 50% off. Enjoy. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. I'm Amber Davis and this is your five minute call. This is the space where musical theatre takes centre stage. From unforgettable backstage stories with incredible special guests to insights from my life and my theatre journey. We're leaving it all on the mic every single week so let's jump in. Hi guys, I... I can't believe that this is happening. A musical theatre podcast. I feel so, so grateful and excited to be here. I really just wanted to create, you know, a healthy space for the theatre community to have like good, challenging conversations about our industry that we all absolutely adore. We have some amazing guests joining us, but as for today, I'm just going to kind of recap my story from the beginning and yeah, give an insight really on where it all started for me and the Love Island experience and my West End debut and how it all happened. So I was actually introduced to singing, dancing, acting from a very, very young age. My mum used to do ballet lessons when she was little and she actually sent my sister and I to that same dance school. And I just fell in love with it really. It was a hobby for many years and then it was you know I have a lot to thank really to my sister Jade shout out Jade Davis who she was unbelievable at singing acting she was 
in many a different shows, like theatre community shows. And I genuinely just followed in her footsteps because she was my, and she still is my biggest role model. Uh, Jade took off at 16 to London to do and to start her training. Uh, she did a pre-voc at Bird and then did her three years at Erdang uh, when she was 17. And I followed in her footsteps. I started going to London once a month at the age of 13 to do Erdang's Youth Academy, which was a huge, huge commitment. And as soon as I made that decision of going 100 miles per hour for for this industry, I knew, okay, this is exactly what I want to do. Uh, but like I said, I do owe everything to my sister, really, because she she made the path for me. I literally just followed her. She, um, I will always be so grateful and in debt to her. I started my three-year diploma at the Erdang Academy in Angel Islington at 16 and I absolutely loved it and we can definitely dive into you know training and different colleges down the line on different podcasts so any questions that you have you know please ask them and we will definitely get round to them uh, and then I graduated at 19 and I looked so young I was auditioning for everything really I was in the finals for loads of different shows that was in the West End at that time which was 2016 and I just wasn't getting anything because I looked so young I then got offered to be a lead singer on a cruise for six months and I took the opportunity because it was traveling the USA and the Caribbean and I thought oh my gosh I'm never going to see that part of the world like this uh, so why not make the money experience life and that's exactly what I did now when I came off that cruise that is when Love Island took off I got approached on social media I had nothing else going for me at that time and I just thought why not I had it was at that point in my life, I feel like I was so naive. I was 19 years old. I was just there for the fun, really. I had no intentions of winning the show. And I am a sucker for love. And I am. I, I wear that. I, I wear my heart on my sleeve. And I just thought, do you know what? I've got nothing to lose. Let's do it. And it was the best summer of my life. I don't regret it for a single second. I then came out and for a year I was living that reality lifestyle, but I just had a hole missing in my life. You know, musical theatre had been my constant since a very, very young age. And I, I felt like something was missing. And I, and I, had, I remember having a conversation with my agent saying, you know, I'm ready now. I, I, I want to get back into it. And I went to my nine to five audition and... ATG, shout out to Richard Darborn and Adam Spears. They literally gave me the golden ticket and hired me as Judy Burnley. That was in 2018. It was, uh, it was definitely one to start off with, <laughs> considering we actually had Dolly Parton as our exec producer. So I got to fly out to Nashville and meet her, which is like now a pinch me moment. You know, when I actually think Dolly Parton knows my name is absolutely wild. 
uh, and I had the best year of my life there. You know, it was a massive, massive wake up call for me. Eight shows a week is not for the week. <laughs> it's a huge commitment and I absolutely fell in love with it. And I just knew, I think I knew even halfway through rehearsals, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Um, even the whole aspect of being a part of a cast. I am a people person. I love spending time socializing with people, especially if we're like-minded. And I love that family feel. So I just feel so at home when it comes to being a part of a team and a cast and a production. Oh, and then we got hit by the pandemic. And I feel really, really lucky and grateful because I'd booked Campbell Davis, which is the lead girl in Bring It On, pre-pandemic and I kind of had that role waiting for me at the end of COVID and I just gosh I just my stars really fell in line there because I I had a goal and I had something to reach for and keep me going throughout the whole of the pandemic and I I know I, I genuinely know how lucky I was to be in that position because many of performers weren't and like you know, it just hit our industry so hard. So I, I do like, I count my blessings all the time that I got put in that situation. I then did bring it on and pff, that was a, that was like a different kettle of fish altogether because it had the whole cheerleading element added to it. But I loved it, I really did. It was a challenge, I loved to learn. I love to challenge myself and learn new skills. So that was, you know, that really boosted me and put fire in my belly. But we actually got cancelled early, nine months early, which felt like worse than any heartbreak I've ever experienced. I think I cried more about that finishing than I ever did with any breakup in my life, which says a lot about me, really. I then had I had a little bit of a quiet time after that, really, because I was just thrown back into audition season. And if you're a musical theatre performer, you know how intense those few months are. I think there was three different roles I was in for and I was just learning material for all three. And I, I was going from one audition running to the other, having to switch characters. And it was like dog eat dog at that point because we'd just basically come out of the pandemic and everybody wanted a job and that's when I landed the role of Lorraine Baines in Back to the Future which changed my life in so many ways it was I'd say probably one of the best years of my life just the company as a whole just fit like a glove it was like one of the best jigsaws as a cast that had been put together um and of course, I met my boyfriend, Ben Joyce, uh, who's just an absolute darling. And he's he's my number one fan. And I kind of always vouched that I'd never date somebody in the industry, but it works, guys. It really does work. And we are each other's support system. And I feel so lucky that I've got him in my life. But this is a musical theatre podcast, not a who am I dating podcast. Uh, and then I decided uh, it was a really a really awkward kind of conversation I had to have with myself did I want to stay as Lorraine for another year or did I want to kind of take the gamble and 
look for another role. I actually hadn't booked anything when I left Back to the Future. I just thought, you know what, life begins at the end of your comfort zone. I'm just going to take the risk. And then I went in for Vivian Ward. Now, that was... Vivian was for a UK tour. And... I was umming and ahhing about a UK tour because eight shows a week is tough in itself. But eight shows a week on tour is like a different kettle of fish. But you know what? When I was when I was going in for Vivian and I was learning the material and I was singing the songs, I just I was so emotionally invested in getting that role. I just went for it 110%. I thought I really want to get this and I got it. And I think I'd probably say she's the most challenging role I've had to play so far. I've learned so much about myself, my voice, my mental stability. Um, I just think I'm the right age to be playing her because I actually went in for her for the original West End lead, which the amazing Amy Atkinson got and fully deserved. She was absolutely phenomenal. And I always think to myself now, God, if I'd have got the... Vivian at the age of 22 I think it actually would have broke me because it's such a big sing and it's such a big role now I feel like I'm, I'm so ready and I'm there and I've had enough experience so yeah that in short is where I'm at in my life I feel so grateful I still have so much to learn and that's what I love about this podcast we'll be having guests coming on we can ask all the questions and just learn and grow with each other because it's a hard industry it's a real hard industry mentally and physically and I think there's one thing that everybody knows is that our community we have each other's backs and I think we're like one in a million when it comes to supporting each other and so I just wanted to create this space really to be open honest and genuine and no filter. So what we did is we put something out on our Instagram to ask you guys, what are the questions that you want answers to? And so what I'm going to do is just answer a few for you today. And this is just, I want to, you know, disclaimer, this is just my opinion. Everybody thinks differently. Everybody acts differently. Like, for example, I really 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 suffer with nerves but I'm sure I'll have a guest on at some point who doesn't have any nerves it depends on who you are as a person and I will just answer honestly and to my best ability um I don't know everything um I've learned a lot over the years uh so yeah I'm just going to be open and honest now it's time for a quick interval go and powder your noses and we'll see you in two Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Can't get enough of Bachelor Nation. Enter Betch's hilarious Bachelor recap podcast, The Bachelor. Each week, hosts Kay Brown and me, Jared Freed, recap the latest episodes of The Bachelor and make fun of all the ridiculous things the contestants say and do. Because honestly, why else watch the show if not for the fun commentary? Listeners have called The Bachelor the much-needed humor and commiseration they want after watching the show. Listen to The Bachelor podcast now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome back. (laughs) Okay, first question is, how do you handle nerves, especially in auditions? Uh, This question jumped out to me because, guys, when I tell you, I am terrible when it comes to nerves. I'm a terrible auditionee as well. I literally, I feel like a vulnerable graduate all over again, especially when I walk into the room, even though I've been on the West End, I've done a UK tour, I still feel like a vulnerable graduate going in. I'm not even joking. If if I have an audition, I won't sleep for about a week before it because I'm just overanalyzing. I mean, I have got much better with age and with experience, but it does still get the better of me. So what I do when it comes to auditions is... I literally just try and be myself. When I walk in, I want them to feel like I'm their equal and I'm not just like meek and scared to be there. Like I try and own it as much as I possibly can. And I know people have a preference. Do you want to sing first? Do you want to do the scenes first? I will always request to do the scenes first because it will get me into character and it will just take the nerves away slightly I also have a really bad habit of just talking at 100 miles an hour when I walk into an audition room because I'm just like oh my god even if I don't sing well maybe I'll win them over with my chat (laughs) I don't know why I go there but I go there and I always think oh I'm going to try and make them laugh but I feel like everyone tries to do that when they walk into an audition it's like I'm not auditioning for a comedy for like a comedy act you know I'm auditioning for like Lorraine Baines um what I try and do I think with experience is my breathing I just deep deep breath and just think you know what whatever happens happens I'm a firm believer that what's meant for you won't pass you by and I've really stuck to that because there's been times where I haven't booked jobs and I've really let it get the better of me and then next thing you know something's come up which pays twice as more and it's along a contract and you think that's why I didn't get that job because this other thing was actually waiting for me and I know it's sometimes it's really hard to stay in that like it's so hard to put yourself in that mindset when it's all going on but if you can just mentally basically convince yourself that something better's coming it will come I, I promise you that next question is what is your favorite role that you've ever played this is a really difficult one for me because the, the roles that I've played have been completely different and they've challenged me in ways 
that the other one can't. For me, I'd probably say Vivian Ward is the most rewarding role because I don't leave the stage for literally two and a half hours apart from the interval. Physically, it's intense. Vocally, it's it's pushed me to a different limit. And I, I kind of like that, you know, I'm never comfortable in Viv. I'm always building and making her better. And I like that I'm growing as the contract's going along. So I'd probably say Vivian Ward. I mean, she was on my dream role list when I was younger. So, you know, to tick that off has been, you know, I, I'm really, really grateful to to be doing that. Okay, this is more, this next question is, is more about the intensity of an eight-show week because, like I said before, it really isn't for the week. And the question is, how many days off do you get in a week? Every contract I've ever done, I have only had one day off a week. Now, there are times when it's tough and you just want that two-day weekend because by the time that you have that one day and you relax you've kind of got to get back on that treadmill again. But you do get into the swing of it really, really quickly. Um, and it just becomes your new normal. You just have to make sure you really do look after yourself. And a tip, this is a top tip. If you're about to go into a contract, you really need to be clever in how you request your holidays, where you put them during your, let's say, year contract. Because that will really help you in the long run. I always kind of do a checklist of okay I'm gonna do two and a half months and then I'll take a 10-day holiday and it'll it'll be like a checkpoint for me and that's how I that's how I work and I, I I always go into booking my holidays logically so it breaks up the year and then you just enjoy it a lot more and you're you know we do get run down and you do have to take shows off but if you can find a good routine and get those checkpoints, you know, I really do find it actually does go a long way. Next question is, how did you find an agent? So I trained at Erdang. I started when I was 16 and I graduated when I was 19. In my third year show, I actually did Campbell um, and we did Bring It On, which is crazy because I actually went to play her professionally. Um, with your third year shows, especially at Erdang. And I think it works very similarly across the board when it comes to musical theatre schools. We had agents invited and they watched us and then you basically have a meeting with them after. And Curtis Brown came, watched the show and I had a meeting with them and they picked me up and they've literally represented me since I've been 19 years old. So we're, we're coming up to 10 years of representation and they literally deserve a medal. So I just want to say, you know, big thank you to Alistair, Helen, Emma. They're my team over at Curtis Brown and they have just been the most incredible support for me, especially after Love Island and they've just believed in me since day one. So... I've been very lucky. But honestly, guys, when it comes to agents, it's like finding a therapist. You just got to find an agency that works for you, that works with your style, that works with what shows do you want to go for? What characters do you want to play? Do you want to do more television? Do you want to do more 
plays, you know, there's so many incredible agencies out there. You just have to find the one that's right for you. Oh, this is a really interesting question, which I, I want to answer because I feel like it's a biggie. And that is, how do you deal with coming to the end of a contract and not having anything else lined up? Now, my motto in life is life starts at the end of your comfort zone. Now, for example, I could have stayed as Lorraine Baines in Back to the Future for, let's say, another year. So I would have done a two-year contract, could have stayed in it for another year after that, three years. But I kind of made a deal with myself when I graduated that I wouldn't do a contract for longer than a year because I want to experience as many roles as I possibly can. So that's the deal that I made with myself. So when I left Back to the Future, I had no job lined up and I just thought, right, I'm ready to go back into audition season and, you know, may the best man win, basically. I just think once you've experienced something and you want to move on and you want to grow, like take that risk um, and embrace it. I know I had a friend the other day, she's just come out of Mamma Mia and she said, you know, I'm going back to the cafe and I've got my evenings back. And I just said, babe, enjoy your evenings because in six months time, you will no doubt be doing another year contract and doing eight shows a week and you will wish that you embraced the downtime rather than panicking and worrying. I always find it unproductive when you when you get yourself into a bit of a rut in between jobs because when you do end up booking another job, you're going to wish that you embrace that downtime a little bit more. And it's literally just about trusting the process. Even if it takes you a year, two years to get your next role, you're still working on yourself. You're still bettering yourself. You're experiencing things um so my I always say take the risk you know unless you're like I absolutely love being in this ensemble I absolutely love being a swing in this show I want to do it for another year then go for it you know I think it all depends on what situation you're in and what's right for you but if you can just lean into the break a little bit more and embrace it and feel comfortable being in an uncomfortable situation that is when you're going to grow the most thank you so so much for listening we have an incredible guest for the next episode and you're all gonna love her there we go i've given you a hint it's a she thank you so much and i'll see you next time okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.